This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. A lot going on overnight in the United States. Major uh, developments there in what has been thought to be a knife edge race for control of of Congress in the United States. Of course, that will decide the last two years of Joe Biden's first term in office, may decide whether or not he's able to run for a second term in office. Of course, the Republican results, particularly those candidates backed by Donald Trump, the MAGA, Make America Great Again candidates, uh, the results for them will also help determine whether or not it is uh, President uh, former President uh, Donald Trump, who will be running for the Republican candidacy in the next election as well. Of course, whatever happens in America, such a vital economy, a vital uh, military power around the world, well, of course, that does have an impact on us. So we're going to be leading on midterm elections throughout the show. But I also want to hear from you when it comes to Gavin Williamson. Yet again, uh, the uh, former Education Secretary, former Defence Secretary, and now uh, former uh, Minister of State in the Cabinet Office has uh, been forced to resign this time over bullying claims. But does it really matter? Does it raise questions about the judgment of the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak in appointing him when uh, many on his own side said that he was fully aware of some of those bullying allegations, although perhaps not the claims from civil servants at the MOD that he had told them to slit their throats and jump out of the window? Not sure many of us would still be in a job if we said that to our colleagues, eh? Well, uh, let's talk about this and all of the big stories of the day with James Heal. He's diary editor at The Spectator and uh, and first time having you on the show in this lot. Last time we were talking about your book of the, the, the next big prime minister who then was the ex-Prime Minister Liz Truss. But it's great to get you back on. Thank you. Thanks, Julia. <laughs> I mean, you, you, were you planning a book on Gavin Williamson as well? Well, unfortunately, he um, blew up before we had a chance to get anything out on him. So uh, not sure who we write about next. The great political obituaries to Westminster. <laughs> exactly. Um, although your book on Liz Truss, I mean, personally, people are like, what happened there? And she's selling rather well. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting to see people we thought at the time wouldn't be you know, going to buy it because they didn't know much about her. But in retrospect it's clear they want to find out more about this woman and who was in power 50 what days what the heck happened exactly basically and how she got there in the first place Indeed. Well, well let's talk about before we go to the US midterms what happened to Gavin Williamson he was education secretary and he'd been forced
stat over the A-level debacle um, uh, over uh, post-lockdown. He was Defence Secretary, was forced out over security leaks. This time he wasn't, he sat in Cabinet, wasn't actually Cabinet yeah. Minister, this very weird no-man's land uh, we see here, but he was uh, a Minister of State uh, for um, Rishi Sunak, uh, clearly had played a key role as a former Chief Whip, a very, very successful, very, very uh, competent Chief Whip um, uh, in, in terms of getting Rishi mm. Sunak into the position of being Prime Minister. Um, we had these texts to Wendy Morton, the former Chief Whip under Liz Truss. Um, I have to say, he said the F word a couple of times. I personally did not have an issue with those text messages. I think everyone needs to grow up about that. Uh, but the, the, there was confirmation of, well, claims of confirmation of bullying being confirmed by his former deputy Anne Milton when she was in the Chief Whip's office. Then there was this slit your throat, jump out of the window comments to a civil yeah. servant at the MOD. And then also we've seen overnight security concerns being raised because him sitting in cabinet after that, of course, the MOD. Um, did, I mean, Gavin Williamson's gone. Was that the right decision? I think it was very difficult. We're now on day five of this, you know, and if you still the story after that length of time, uh, clearly Gavin Williamson. That's the Alistair some, Campbell rule. Exactly. It? Yeah, I was going to not mention his name, but uh, you know, if you've been in Parliament for twelve years, all sorts of skeletons in your closet, particularly Gavin Williamson. So you saw people who weren't even in Parliament, like Anne Milton, coming out yesterday and saying she had a case where Gavin Williamson signed a cheque for an MP and said, "I own him now. Tell him I own him." And she, he, she's. But that's what whips do. Well, well, this is the whole question. Everyone's Gav- suddenly clutching their pearls, going, "Oh." Oh, the chief whip made, made threats and twisted arms. Really? There's, I mean, that, have they not of, seen House of Cards? There's a lot of people who I think have used Gavin Williamson over the years. Three prime ministers have thought the need to bring him into cabinet and they owe him a debt of some kind. Now, a lot of those where bodies are buried, I think we can I, safely say. I think that's a fair assumption. Um, and I think that effectively, you know, Gavin Williamson is just one person, but there's a bigger story here, which is about party management. And this is something the whole parliament is struggling with right now. Is, is the whip's office supposed to be an HR office or is it supposed to be Santa's uh, Army Corps? Um, and no one's really found an answer to that in the 21st century. I'm going to go Sandhurst Army Corps, getting people to do vote how the government wants them to vote. I mean, it would be lovely if everyone voted on their conscience and everyone felt strongly about mm. things. And But sorry, welcome to the real world, everybody. Um, does this raise questions about Rishi Sunak's judgment? Because we've had people like Jake Berry, and again, you know, former party mm. chairman, people speaking out after they've lost their job. Oh, yeah, it's so moral. Um, uh, saying that actually, um, you know, the, 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 he'd warned Rishi Sunak about, about these allegations well, some of the allegations against uh, um, against Gavin Williamson. Um, there have been question marks about his decision to reappoint Home Secretary Suella Braverman. But again, a, a popular move for many on the right of the MPs, although she's not particularly that popular among mm. Tory members, according to polling. Um, but, but that, you know, that, that you know, given the migrant issue is such a salient issue for Tory voters, that, you know, perhaps worth the risk. Gavin Williamson has no popularity among Tory party members, among Tory MPs mm. um, or the public. Um, so why why did he take the risk? Why did he not say to his friend, his ally, thank you very much for your help. I'm going to give you a peerage because let's face it, those going for love or money these days um, and um, mostly money. Um, and, and, and you can have that, but I can't put you in cabinet for the obvious but reasons. The interesting thing, that is what Gavin Williamson does. He is a political operator. He loves scheming. He knows his colleagues. He knows them better than anyone else, which is why he's been indispensable to Theresa May, Boris Johnson and now Rishi Sunak in their successful election. Um, clearly, it was felt necessary to keep 
keep him on side inside the tent. Um, but there were so many skeletons out there, yeah. so many people felt aggrieved. And the difference between her, him and Bravman is Bravman was a factional candidate on the right. Yeah. Gavin Newsom had no faction, which was both yeah, his... She so, brought votes with her. Exactly. Whereas there was a lot of people, I think, during that first leadership election this summer who were going around saying, well, I'm not, I don't want to back Rishi because I'm not like comforted about some of the people around him, including Gavin Williamson. And I think he was a bit of a Marmite person who put yeah. people off. I, I've said Matt Hancock's one would have put me off, but, um, <laughs> but, 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 but there we are. Well, I say there are those questions, and of course we've got PMQs today. Yep. Um, I have to say, if I were Rishi Sunak, my retort would be, whatever happened to the Labour chief whip? Nick Brown was mm. suspended uh, as chief whip of the Labour Party under Kirsten. Bearing in mind, he was chief whip under under Blair, under Brown, in, 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 in office, but also under every single Labour leader since. I mean, again, there's someone who I means absolute bruiser. Um, I mean, a... I'm not sure I want to bump into him in a dark alley. I'm not going to lie to you, James. Um, but, um, I mean, he's got a reputation. So he's res- he's been suspended from the party whip under investigation. We've never found out what that was about. That was mo- that was two months ago. There are questions to be asked there, aren't there? Well, of course. And the, the question is, of course, it's, just, it's not just Gavin Williamson. And he's very he's a very convenient face in this. And some of his defenders would say, you know, he comes from a less, um, you know, perhaps well-off background compared to some of the people who are making, who have done very well out of his manoeuvrings mm. over the years. Um, and the question is, about the House of Commons really and politics as a whole and how do you get stuff done yeah. and so although Williamson may be the face of this the issues that he presents I'll go across both indeed, party lines as indeed. well uh, We're going to talk more about midterm elections but before we go to the break let's let's talk about uh, uh, where we are with that of course control of Congress too tight yep. to call right now key battleground states I mean when it comes to the Senate or the House of Representatives you've got Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, California Ohio, North Carolina, Arizona although we have just seen the Democrats are being predicted to have won the Pennsylvania Senate seat we've seen Ron DeSantis, interestingly, mm. in uh, in Florida for the Republicans, uh, winning his seat very comfortably. Yes. I mean, very comfortably. That's suppose that's. Remember, we all remember hanging chads, don't we? If you're old enough, um, we are talking about a swing state that is no longer a swing state under Ron DeSantis. Exactly. So, on a second term, there's governor. I have to say, I'm sure I don't agree with him on everything, but an absolute hero of mine for for refusing to lock down and and being anti-mask and just basically looking at the science, the scientific facts uh, when it came to COVID. Um, but we had Donald Trump overnight warning Ron DeSantis against running for the presidency, um, basically saying, you know, I know things about him that everyone, you know, that, that other people don't know except perhaps his wife. And you think, oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. But this is this is going to be the fallout. It's going to be dominated by these two men looking ahead to the next election, 2024, and whether Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump will be the nominee for the Republicans. And uh, looks like Ron DeSantis has done very well. I think three of the five seats that were up for grabs he's taken in Florida in the House. He's won his seat. He's won his uh, governorship with 59.5% of the vote, uh, whereas Donald Trump is... Uh, some of his candidates didn't do so well as they might have liked. You mentioned the Pennsylvania race just yeah. now. All these swing states across um, America. It's, I think it's clear that candidate selection is still an important role in this. And mm-hmm. so... So it remains to be seen how well some of those MAGA yeah. candidates I mean, I mean, so much of this is, is down to, you know, the popularity of Joe Biden, because it's mm. still under 50% popularity rating. I think it's had some of the lowest ratings of any president. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the issues of abortion that came up with the Roe v. Wade uh, decision uh, from the Supreme Court in the summer, which the Democrats tried to capitalise on, because even among yep. women Republican voters, that's been that's been something that they want to still protect those, you know, women's personal right to make a decision between, you know, between her and her doctor, not to do with local uh, political representatives. Uh, but, of course, when you've got, you know, massive inflation as America is also seeing when you've got immigration issues and you've got crime massive wave of violent crime mm. those are three issues that Republicans tend to do well exactly on. and you look at the exit poll last night abortion was only mentioned as 20, by 27% as a priority yeah. compared to those three issues you've just mentioned uh, com- economy crime and immigration even in New York liberal New York um, I, I think the Republicans have won about 45% with quite a strong MAGA candidate in a traditional 
liberal state. So there's signs that even in big urban liberal areas, um, crime is a serious issue. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.